Blog Talk Radio. London. Welcome to the Ginger London Show. I'm so excited that you're joining me for this show. This is a very special week, and this will be uh, a very special show. Uh, this week, we are celebrating the the, uh, the first annual celebration of Christian coaching is being done this week from February the 20th. 14, I'm sorry, through the 20th. Um, it's the celebration of Christian Coaching Week. And during this week, um, Globally, worldwide, um, professional Christian coaches are doing different activities and providing different services to bring awareness to the profession of coaching, uh, specifically to the awareness of Christian coaching. And so if you have a desire to become a life coach, a business coach, or uh, any, I'm saying coach, but it fall into any niche, or any area of expertise, then these uh, shows will be for you. And we have some other uh, telecalls that are going to be done uh, during this week. Um, we're just doing a lot to really bring awareness and to really uh, shed some light on what coaching is, how does the process of coaching work, what does it take to become a life coach, what skills you need to develop, and how does all of that connect and play in to what God has purposed for you to do with your life. So you can be a professional life coach, and that could be your um, stream of income. You can also be working in a profession and do it part-time. You know, um, you can do it in your uh, church ministry. Churches are now beginning to embrace uh, life coaching and embrace a ministry coaching um, as a part of their ser- the services to their congregation members. And so it is exploding. It's uh, really taking off. People are becoming more aware. They're wanting to know more um, about it, have more information on it. Um, they want to know how can you be trained to be it. So this week is the week that we're taking and really putting a lot of emphasis and awareness on it. So, um during the course of this week, uh, the professional coaches that are that are official participants in the celebration of Christian Coaching Week, Coach Week, um, Coaching Week, are, were asked to provide free services uh, to individuals, to churches, uh, to you know do a talk or uh, some ty- uh, um, make some type of presentation about Christian coaching uh, or about coaching. And so we're doing several things here you know, on my end. You know, we're doing a live event here in Baton Rouge on this Saturday, the 20th. We're doing a free Jumpstart Your Coaching Business four-hour workshop. So for anyone who's interested in becoming a life coach or adding coaching to your present business, this is your opportunity to get free training for four hours. You know, I think that you can go to a seminar 
for one hour, hour and a half, and you'll learn something and you'll glean something. But when you become actively involved uh, in a workshop that goes a little bit beyond the hour to an hour and a half, and it's really targeted on giving you the skills that you need to go out right now and start doing whatever you need to do, then it's more beneficial for you. So that's why it's a little long. It's four hours, but it's four hours interactive. You're going to be doing something. I'm going to be helping you along the way. So make sure that you, if you're in the Baton Rouge area or surrounding parishes, you can come. It's going to be held at the main library on uh, 7711 uh, Goodwood Boulevard in room the conference room 102. Um, it's limited to 35 seats. So if you want to be a part of it, you have to RSVP um, on Eventbrite. And if you go uh, online, you'll see the link. So make sure that um, you stay connected with us there. But for this show on today, I'm going to be talking about the essentials for being a life coach. You know, there are, I can just tell you right off the top, um, you don't have to be trained or certified, rather, let me say that. You don't have to be certified to be a life coach, but you do need to be trained to be a life coach. And so, you know, it's real easy to just hang your shingle and say, hey, I'm a life coach, but uh, you really want to get the necessary training, whether you do it in a formal setting or when you do it in what I call a an informal or secondary type of training where someone maybe is working with you one-on-one you know, and they're teaching you how to become a life coach. But it doesn't matter which way you do it. The bottom line is there are some essentials that you need for being a life coach, and that's what we're going to talk about during this show. So I'm going to talk to you about, first, what is coaching? Then I'm going to talk to you about what it takes to become a life coach, um, a life, a ministry, a business coach, the benefits of coaching, and I'm going to talk to you about the essentials of being a life coach. And then at the end, I'm going to give you four great steps you need to practice um, um, as a coach to inspire others, because basically that's what you're going to be doing. You're going to be inspiring and helping others. So let's get started. Uh, to give you a, a definition of coaching, and there are several definitions out there for coaching, and they pretty much all come back to the bottom line, uh, same bottom line, you know, and the coaching is a conversation, you know, um, but just a really um, – give it to you more definitive than that. Uh, I'll give you a couple of definitions and then just tie that all in and bring um, that in for you. When we talk about coaching, one of the definitions for coaching is that um, coaching is where the coach works with clients to achieve speedy, increased, and sustainable effectiveness in their lives and careers through focused learning. Again, the coach works with clients to achieve speedy, increased, and sustainable effectiveness in their lives and careers through focused learning. When you use this definition, the aim of a coach is to work with a client to achieve all of the client's potential, you know, and that is determined by uh, what the, the client has defined for you as their objective or what they really, you know, have a desire um uh, to do. So here's another definition of coaching, which um, this is the one that I like um, with a little tweaking. And one of the definitions, another definition rather, is coaching is an ongoing partnership that helps clients produce fulfilling results in their personal and professional lives. 
uh, through the process of coaching, clients deepen their learning, improve their performance, and enhance their quality of life. And I love that definition because it says it's an ongoing partnership that helps clients produce fulfilling results in their personal and professional lives. Coaching is a conversation. It's an ongoing partnership, but it's a partnership partnership where there's mutual dialogue. It's a conversation that helps to produce results in a person's life. So coaching is not just somebody coming in, sitting on the sofa, if you will, or calling in because most of it is done by phone, where, you know, they call in just ramble. You know, they just talk, 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 and talk. No, it's a relationship uh, where there is an on, ongoing partnership with conversations involved. And when that conversation takes place, what the coach does is, um, beginning with that coach, with the client's desire, Desires. What is it they're wanting coaching uh, on, and what do they want, or what do they want coaching for? Then the coach um, coaching process, um, ter- uh, in turn, then begins to use the right skills and tools in um, exploring and and committing to moving the client forward. And so it really is a learning partnership. It's a learning um, relationship, if you will. You know, the one of, um, I say the same thing about um, what I'm about to say about coaching. I say the same thing about counseling because I've uh, been in counseling. And I think counseling is a, a teaching relationship. It's not, it should not just be a relationship where the person comes in and just talks about all of these problems and issues that are going on. There should be um some learning going on when a person is in therapy, when they're in professional coaching. It's the same thing, I believe, with, with I mean, counseling. It's the same thing, I believe, in coaching. It should be an environment or a relationship where learning takes place because when a person learns something, they're challenged to do something with what they've learned. If I talk to you and as a result, all I've done is had a, a conversation where we're voicing our opinions and nothing has been learned, then I've really wasted my time. But if I'm in a dialogue or a conversation with you and learning is taking place, it's taking place, then I'm challenged to actually, uh, if nothing else, to consider doing something with what I've just learned. So coaching is an ongoing partnership, it's a learning partnership, and it's a partnership that produces speedy results. Okay, so that's basically what it is. So when you look at how to become a life coach and what um, it really takes to become a life coach without going into all of the, the formalities and giving you all of the you know, the formal ways of doing that, just to kind of excite you and to give you some insight um, on the coaching profession, I'll just give you some basic things to get you thinking about if you um, want to become a life coach or add coaching, you know, to your business. And the bottom line is, uh, for some of you, when you add it to your business, you know, um, you're, this is going to be um, like a um, extension that you're going to have to your business that's going to flow as um, consulting, you know, um, uh uh, giving professional um, advice, if you will, or services, and they don't like to say that you're giving advice, but, you know, you have to define that word correctly. And when it's defined correctly, that's what people are paying for. They're paying for you to give them strategies and advice on how to do certain things, you know. So 
you're going to be working with people, and you're going to help them achieve and make the desired changes in their lives, in their businesses, in ministry. You know, so if you want to take on the profession as a life coach, here are a few steps that you want to take first. So this is what you want to these are these are these are the things that you want to consider when you're trying to make a decision about becoming a life coach or adding it to your business, uh, connecting it to your ministry, or using it as your ministry platform. You know, some people are going to use it as their ministry platform, so they may not necessarily be in the pulpit ministry, but they'll have a co- uh, a Christian coaching ministry where they'll still be helping people, but their platform is coaching. So the first thing you want to um you want to know on becoming a life coach is you need to be caring and empathetic. If you don't care for people, life coaching is not for life coaching is not for you. Because the work of a life coach involves listening and understanding other people's problems, understanding um their uh, dilemmas, their situations, their um their struggles, you know, their concerns uh in life. So the, so you will need to help the people and encourage them to achieve goals, to find solutions and answers to whatever it is, their problems, their struggles, their concerns. So you need to be caring and you need to be empathetic. So it requires you to be extremely caring for people. If you don't like people, this is not the profession for you. If you don't like people, ministry is not for you. You have to love people. You have to care about people and be empathetic towards people if you are going to be in the helping profession, if you're going to help people to live better lives, to do better in business, to do better in their careers, take better care of themselves. You have to have a care for people, a heart for people. If you don't, it's not going to work for you because your lack of concern, your lack of care, your lack of empathy will show up in the coaching profession if you don't like people. So, Number one, you need to be caring and empathetic um, towards a people. Um, if you're impatient, if you're unfriendly, if you're an impatient and unfriendly person, what's going to happen is you're going to lose patience with patience with your clients fast, and then you will not be able to communicate with them. So you have to uh, care for people. If you have a desire uh, to be a life coach and you're not at this first step yet, you don't have that caring and empathy, empathy um, and you're not empathetic towards people. Then before you become a life coach, then you actually need a life coach or you need a counselor depending on what's going on. If it's something that's internal and it's more emotional, you need counseling first um, and then need coaching to get beyond that because you don't need blockage in your life that's stopping you from caring for people if you're going to be a life coach. So get yourself worked on first and then begin to embrace the coaching profession. So get some help in that area first. Then start uh, looking into what you need to do to become a life coach after you have strengthened this area in your life. So number one, you need to first be caring and empathetic. Second, you need to decide what area of life coaching you want to specialize in. You can't coach everybody. You can't coach on every subject. It's the same thing in ministry. You can't do everything in ministry. And the people who that we see that are really doing great work, greater works, God has given them a specific assignment, and it's an area that they help people in. Some people are pastors to pastors. You know, some people are leaders to leaders. You know, so you want to make sure while you're thinking about it that you go back over and assess what it is your skill set, what um, 
abilities you have? And if not, what is it that you need to learn to become an expert in a particular area? So number two, you need to decide on what area of life coaching you want to specialize in. You know, do you want to specialize in helping people with interpersonal relationships? Do you want to specialize in business, helping people with their business, in their careers, you know, even on a personal development level, you still have to decide what part of that do you want to specialize in. And that will help you to really get focused and targeted on the training that you need to get uh, to become a life coach or the training you need to function as a professional coach. Then the third thing you want, the third thing is you need to be trained. And I'm really big on training. You need to be trained. Anybody can hang a shingle and say that they are a life coach. That is true. But the best of the best of the best life coaches have been trained. So you need either formal training as a life coach or you need, as I said earlier, what I call informal or secondary level training, which means that someone takes you on and they teach you how to be a life coach and they train you how to be a life coach. So you're not in a classroom type setting, whether it's virtual or in person, but you're more on a one-on-one individualized, customized training where you're learning about life coaching and what, what you need to do and the skill sets that you need to become a life coach. Um, you know, um, it really um, is important that you receive uh, training for, for this. No one knows just how to do it. You know, I had, um, you know, let me rephrase that. I was trained to be um, a, a counselor. And so I went through that training, you know, with the supervision and all of that and the practicums and all those things. When I decided to bridge coaching uh, to the ministry that God had called me to, I had to become trained at coaching. Now, there were some things from counseling that I could bridge um, into coaching. Like, I was really good at asking questions. But the questions that I ask in counseling sessions are different than the coaching that I, the questions, rather, that I ask in a coaching session. So training to be a life coach helped me tremendously because I learned a set of skills um, that life coaches have that counselors don't have. And there are a set of skills that counselors have that life coaches don't have. So you really need the training. And we are launching the Diamond Coaching Academy where we are going to train you for 16 weeks on becoming a professional life coach. And we're launching that this week during the celebration of Christian um, Christian Coaching Week. And it's something that we're just, you know, very proud of. It's been coming um and it's been in the making, rather, uh, for about uh, maybe about a year and a half now. And I'm one of those uh, people, and maybe you're like that, that I need everything in order. I'll tell you about it, but I don't present it to you until it is actually, you know, ready uh, to go. And that's just the way that I am. And so we are actually launching this week uh, the Diamond Coaching Academy. And at the uh, during the Diamond Coaching Academy, you are actually um, – receive um, 16 weeks of tele uh, teleconference rather uh, training. Um, it's going to be a live instructor-led uh, class. That will be me for you. You're going to have access to helpful videos, audios, worksheets, templates. You're going to learn everything that you need to know on becoming a professional life coach and getting started in the coaching uh, business. You know, you'll have an opportunity to coach 
to practice coaching with a buddy, you know, and when you finish, you're going to be a certified life coach, you know, and it's a highly affordable um, program. It's based on biblical principles, core values, and beliefs, you know, um, teach the coaching principles, the core competencies that are that are connected to the coaching profession. It's just an awesome training that we have available um, for you. And so I want you to really be thinking about it. We'll tell you a little bit more about that um, before the show is over and for the rest of the shows that we'll be talking about the coaching. But you can, um, we will put the, the link out there for you, um, or you can go to gingerlondon.com, and we'll have it set up where you can actually go and take a look at the uh, page, um, the coaching training page. So you need to be trained. That's number three. And then number four, I recommend that you get yourself um, mentored by an established coach. And that's something also that I can do for you. Maybe you don't want, you're not ready uh, to go through the 16 weeks of, you know, coach certification training, but you want to be mentored. And that's what I was talking about, the secondary or informal, if you will, um, training that you can receive. Someone takes you on as a protege, and they actually train you to become a professional life coach. And that's the second tier that we do in the Diamond Coaching Academy is I take you on and I customize that training um, to you specifically, and I work one-on-one with you, and I train you to become a professional life coach. And you will have personal um, – you will have personal – that one-on-one personal interaction with me. You will also have work assignments that you'll have to do. Uh, You'll be learning about the coaching profession, but you'll also be doing what you need to do to get started in life coaching. And a lot of people want to come on as protégés because it's getting right down to it. You know, some people are the bottom line kind of people. Listen, just train me on how to do it. I want to do it. You know, I don't want to sit through, you know, a classroom of 16, 17 weeks of doing something, I'd rather do one-on-one with you and really be up and running. And the same thing is true if you go through the coach, Diamond Coaching Academy. You'll be up and running when you finish. But some people want that more personalized, customized, one-on-one type training. And that is the second tier that we do in the Diamond Coaching Academy. So you can work with me one-on-one. I will customize the training for you, and you will have undivided attention from me, and you will be working on becoming a life coach and building your life coaching business at the same time. And so you do need to be mentored by um, someone. So the three things, again, you need, you need to be a, you need to be caring and empathetic. Number two, you need to decide on what area of life coaching you want to specialize in. Third, you need to be trained. And then fourth, I recommend that you um, get a mentor um, that is an established coach to help you. So, again, that's a second level or a secondary level of training to do that. You have to improve your life coaching skills or develop them if you want to become a life coach and if you want to be uh, a life coach that strives for excellence and that that's operating in the spirit of integrity and doing it the right way. And you can do that, and it doesn't take forever to develop those skills. And you can be good at it. You can become an, an excellent professional life coach, but you have to be trained for that. So, again, you can hang your shingle, but if you want to be good at it, you need to be trained to do it. So what are the benefits of being a life coach? You know, there are many, many benefits of being a life coach, and especially uh, you know, being a Christian uh, life coach. You know, first thing, uh, the first benefit, rather, of being a life coach is it's rewarding and it's a fulfilling career choice. Uh, 
or it's a, a fulfilling ministry choice. If you have a heart for helping people, life coaching is going to help you experience that that fulfillment in life that all of us desire to experience. When you can see that you have a hand in changing a person's life, improving that life, moving that life forward, you know, propelling that life to the next level, helping them to see and recognize their potential. You see them moving in their potential. It's a very rewarding and it's very fulfilling when you can do that. You will have the opportunity to help people get the most out of their life. It's, it's rewarding. You know, when you're working with positive people who are eager to learn and to achieve and you see that result, then that's the reward that you get in addition to the financial bonus, you know, the financial compensation for it. That's, a you know, a bonus. But basically that fulfilling um, experience that you get as a life coach, that comes when you see how you brought about change in someone's life. You know, so it means that, you know, as a life coach, you um, when the people come seeking help, you know, from them, you're able to help them. And when you're able to help someone and you do it and you see the result of it, it is fulfilling to see that. Second benefit of being a life coach is that, it, you know, it really propels or accelerates your own personal and professional development. Because when you're a life coach and you you are expected to, you know, um, be at a certain level, professional ranking already, all right? And that's just a given. That's in any profession. When you are positioned as an expert or someone who provides a particular service, people are expecting you to have already developed in, in, your, in that area, not developing, already developed in that area. When they hear about developing in it, they want you going to the next level. So when you become a life coach, it accelerates your own personal and professional development. And when you go through training and you start doing the uh, practice coaching, it's when you start seeing yourself grow, when you're internalizing what you're learning, and then you connect, you know, with a partner that you're assigned to and doing that training when it's time to do practice coaching, you know, which is actual coaching, but you're practicing and helping one another. You experience that growth. You begin to see your own growth, your, you know, uh, the other uh um, train coach trainees will also hear uh, your growth in you, and that's rewarding because you get to experience growth as you're learning and training to be um, a life coach. You know, um, even if you're already an expert, you know, um, and people are seeking you out when you start coaching others on how to develop themselves personally and professionally, you really are accelerating your own growth even as an expert. You're still growing because. You can't. You can stay an expert if you want to, in a in on a certain level. But when you do that, then you you're stuck right there on that level. Even as an expert, you want to go to the next level, the next level, the next level. So even if you're already positioned in the industry or in your industry as an expert, when you start helping people, and if that's the reason why people are coming to you, it's because you are an expert. When you begin to help them, you're going to experience. That your own professional growth, your own professional um, development. A third um, benefit of becoming a life coach is that it gives you mobility. Most life coaching is done by phone or Internet, Skype, 
webinar, however you choose to do it, but it gives you a lot of mobility. You have the freedom to, you know, live and work anywhere you wish. You can coach people globally around the world. You, you can coach them from your home. You can coach from the office. You can coach while you're traveling. You know, it can be done through the phone. Um, it can be done even through email. Isn't that interesting? It can be done through email. You know, I've done that before, but, uh, you know, it can be done through email. It can be done through telephone, Skype, webinars, conference calls, video calls. You know, um, it's just awesome. Private Google Hangouts. You can set up a private Google Hangout and you're looking. The person could live thousands of miles from you. They log into that Google Hangout. It's just the two of you on it, and you're looking at each other face-to-face, and you can actually coach that person right then and there. So life coaching gives you mobility. And then number four, life coaching um, brings you big money. That's just the bottom line. You know, there are certain areas in every profession where a professional can make really great money. You know, in ministry, there are certain things you can do, and it can, it's, and can, and it can actually be financially lucrative for you, period. It's just a, it, it doesn't matter what profession it is. There are some areas in every profession that can produce um, a lucrative financial position for the person who's fu- functioning in that capacity, period. Okay, so it, it that's what it does. You know, you can earn on an average for your coaching fees. On an average, uh, your coaching fees can range from anywhere from $120 to five, six, seven hundred dollars an hour, depending on who you are, what you're offering, and how you position yourself in the industry. You know, um, I've seen people do 90-minute sessions for $999, but that person was really good at what they did. And when you finish a 90-minute call with someone who who is on that level, they can charge that amount of money, when you come off that 90-minute call, Whatever that call was supposed to be about, I guarantee you, it's going to be about that, and you're going to leave that call with whatever you need to take you for months on end. Most of the time when you see them at that large fee like that, it's because of the expertise that they have, and it's also an incentive to get people to come and work with them on a continuous basis instead of one time, on a one-time basis. So, But anyway, it can range on an average, though. On an average, it can range from anywhere from $100 to like three three hundred and fifty for one session. For a 45-minute to a 60-minute session, that is what you can make as a life coach. So while you do, you know, but at the same time, you know, you can also, you know, earn while you learn. You know, you so that you can actually, in training, have coaching clients that are paying you to coach them. Because remember what I said, there you anybody can be a life coach, but the better life coaches are the ones that are trained. So the really good training programs will tell you to begin to develop a coaching a coaching client base while you're going through your training, you know, and let them pay you. Take some that are pro bono, but then you want to take some that are actually paying you. Even if they're not paying you the full fee, they need to pay something. And so, number two things happen when, when, when two things occur when that happens. You get used to getting paid for your coaching services, and they get used to paying for your coaching services. All right, so you can do that even while you're learning. So, because most coaches start, you know, coaching, and within six months of 
entering, say, maybe like a training program or some kind of formal or informal training, they are earning fees just a little bit after that. But, again, the way that we have the Diamond Coaching Academy, you know, set up, we have it set up that after you get past a certain um, knowledge base, uh, the knowledge-based curriculum, you move into building your coaching business, and you're going to get your first client, coaching client, and you're going to start coaching. So when six months after after you get trained, six months into that, you should be booming. You should be out there, you know, getting your clients, getting clients, speaking, writing, posting, you name it, doing what you do, what you're going to be doing in your uh, professional life coaching business. Okay, so that's it. It can be uh, very lucrative. It could be a, let me reword number four. Your coaching business can be a financial blessing to you. That's an easy way to say it. It could be a financial blessing. It could be very lucrative, you know, um, for you. And then number five, coaching is how you make a difference in the lives of others. That's the ultimate benefit, I do believe. It makes a difference in the lives of others. You are helping others to improve their lives. You're helping them achieve their dreams. You know, and listen, by the end of the day, you feel great joy because you're able to help someone. And a lot of people have that desire in life is to help to help other people. And so when you do that as a life coach, it puts you in position to actually help someone. So what are the essential things that you need to be a life coach? And I'm just going to give you the basic, and this is just a general basic show um, for today, just basic, 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 basic. But it's just to get your juices flowing, get your mind thinking so you can start pondering and thinking about, hey, do I really want to do life coaching? Well, of course I do. How do I want to do it? You know, so this is, this again, celebration of uh, Christian Coaching Week. We're bringing awareness to it, so I'm trying to uh, give you some basic information to help you make a decision about whether or not you want to become a professional life coach or add coaching to your present business, all right? So here are some of the essentials uh, to be a life coach. And um, the first one I said a little earlier about caring for people, but the first one is the passion to help, all right? To be a life coach, you need to be eager to help people. You know, people are, are going are to be coming to you thinking you're in help. They're going to be coming to you for your advice, for your expertise, for um, your skill set. And so you have to have a, a passion uh, to help people. So without the passion or the eagerness to help people, you're going to lose your patience again with people. Then you need to be a good listener. You need to listen more than you talk. Now, let me just say this to you. That's basically when you're doing a one-on-one individual type coaching. If you're doing group coaching, the atmosphere changes, the scenery, the scene changes, uh, if you will. Um, usually when you're group coaching, you will be doing most of the talking until you open it up for Q&A, okay, or you allow it. Sometimes group coaching is done in person. You know, people who forget, those that are mentoring, those that are protégés, uh, for me, they will come to Baton Rouge and we have a, a, a group coaching session, you know. And so what happens is it's an event, you know, that's private just for them. And so I'm in front of them. And so I'm teaching them things and they're talking back. So it's it's mutually, uh, it's a mutual dialogue, but it's, it's it's a little different when you're doing group coaching, okay. So you do have to be a good listener. Um, the reason why you need to be a good listener is 
I'm going to tell you, um, like I tell the people in counseling, so I'll bridge that over into coaching. You need to be able to hear between the lines. Not just what that person is saying. You have to go into what they're not saying. What are they saying in between the lines? And sometimes in between the lines uh, will be what they're not saying, what they're trying to say but not communicating at the, the communicating it the best way. What do they want to say? So in between the lines can have three things that are occurring: what they're not saying, what they're trying to say but not using the right words. What is um, not communicating it the best way, and what is it that they want to say and not, you know. They want to say it, but they're not saying it. So the first one is what are they not saying. That is strictly, they just, you know, it's something going on, it's a missing piece in there somewhere. And then what are they not saying is when they, they're, it's on the verge of the tongue, but they're forcing it not to come out. Okay, so you have to, you know, be a good listener. You'll learn more about that. If you're, you know, um, one of those people who are you just unable to sympathize with people, you know, um, when another person is talking, then this is probably not the, the profession for you because they're talking. They're going to say some things, and you have to be able to hear and process what they're saying and be ready when they stop to actually come back and say something to them that is that will challenge them, all right? Then number three, you need to be objective and don't judge, all right? You know, and... um when I say don't judge, I mean don't uh, put a final, uh, uh, you know, um, opinion on that or be critically opinionated about a particular thing. I don't mean judge not, no, not when I say judge, I'm not talking about, uh, you know, one of the definitions of judge scripturally is to take a microscopic look at a situation to determine what is going on in the situation. I'm not talking about using the word judge in that way. When I say don't judge, I'm talking about being critically opinionated, you know, to the point of offensiveness, all right? So that's what I'm talking about. You're not going to be able to do that in coaching or any profession. However, there is some element of judgment and judging, rather, that should go on in your coaching. You have to be able to dissect that situation that circumstance, that business, that ministry to say, hey, listen, after taking a microscopic look at what you've been doing, you have, you're leaving a few steps out. There are some things you must, you, you're not doing that's keeping you from moving forward. So that's judging. It's not, you know, that's not in a bad way. That's when you look at it definitively and closely to determine what's missing in this, Okay. So when I say be objective and don't judge, I'm talking about being critically opinionated to the point of being offensive. Then number three, four, again, excellent communication skills, all right? Most of your life coaching is, uh, is will be conducted or done by phone, so you need to have excellent communication skills. You need to have excellent communication skills and relationship skills you know, so that you will be able, you know, to connect with the with the client on a personal level. You know, if you are cold, if you're distant, then your life coaching is going to be ineffective, and they're not going to call back, and they're they're going to call you and ask you for a refund. So, really, listen and sum it all up in this section here about the essentials of uh, becoming a life coach. You know, um, you need some criteria, and those are the things that I mentioned. Number one, the passion to help people. Number two, be a good listener. Number three, be objective and don't judge. Number four, excellent communication skills. You know, um, that's what you need to be a life coach. Uh, and as you 
are learning more about that um, to complement these essentials that are needed to be a life coach. You know, uh, as a life coach, there are some four uh, great steps that you need to do to inspire others. And when you are playing the replay of this show, listen to it again and again and really think about it and begin to, to assess your skills and your desires and your willingness to help people so that you can put all of this in perspective to make an informed decision about whether or not you want to become a professional life coach. So when you are a life coach, you need to be able to inspire others to make a change in their life. So, um, I'm going to give you four great steps that you need to do uh, when you're helping people to make a change in their lives. And I'm going to make it really quick. Number one, be there for them. That's what coaches are there for. They're there for you. That's what life coaches do, business coaches, strategy coaches, health and wellness coaches, divorce recovery. There's so many different niches. Again, just use the word coach here. You'll be able to identify your specific area of coaching when you make that decision. Be there for them. All right. When they sign up for your sessions, your clients know that they're um, they're going to be held accountable to you. Then the same needs to apply. You need to be there for them. They need to know that when they meet with you that week, that you're going to ask them what did they do with the information that you gave them before. You know, um, so you have to be there for them. And one way to be there is to take an interest in them. Know um, who you're talking to. Don't confuse the clients. Keep separate notes. That's a good thing, good practice. You learn how to do all of that in the Diamond Coaching Academy. But you want to be there for them. You want to know who they are. You know, you want to know that you're, um, what you're saying is relevant to what they've been talking with you about so that they can move forward in life. Number two, you want to listen to them. You know, you want to listen to your clients. You want to give them unabided attention when they're in the coaching session with you. You know, um, uh, when you're listening to them, you want to gather what the client is saying and what uh, what the client actually means. You want to ask them questions. You know, you know. Uh, for an example, a question might be uh, if you're coaching somebody. Um, you know, um, you a coaching question is something like this. You know, what steps can you take to do what you really mean or do what you really want to do? What steps can you take to get this done? That's a coaching question. All right. So you are able to ask the right question when you're listening to them effectively, when you know what they're saying, when you hear them. So the way that you ask questions will help that client really think about what they're doing or what they're saying. Then number three, you want to – you um, uh, talking it out is what you want to do with them. When you're inspiring others, you want to talk it out. You want to find a solution to the problem that, they're, that they have. And the way to do that is talking it out. Remember I said coaching is a conversation. It's a conversation. It's not a, mono, a monologue. It's a conversation. It's a dialogue between two people with, the, with an expected end result taking place after every coaching call, period. It's a conversation. So you want to be able to talk it out with them, all right? Then number five, remember, I say this all the time. Uh, I put it on the the information for the Christian Coaching, Celebrating Christian Coaching Week, Two are better than one. The Word of God teaches us that two are better than one. All right. So when your client is talking to you and telling you about what their issue is, you can um, observe it, discern what's going on. You know, um, then uh, you actually are able to give an objective observation 
that will give that person a different perspective, you know, to their issue. And then you may even make some suggestions for different solutions that they may have never thought of. The the bottom line to this whole show and my dialogue with you today is simply about helping you to become aware of how to become a professional life coach and how to inspire others because that's what it comes down to. And when you're inspiring others, you need to get, I'm going to say it like this, get out of the box, if you will, and do the fantastic job of reaching out to your clients, your potential clients, reaching out to people to become your clients. The most important thing um, that you want to remember um, is to be understanding, all right? You have to be understanding. Only through understanding and compassion and empathy will you be able to inspire your clients to make change for the better. It doesn't matter what niche you're in or what area of expertise or what type of coaching that you will be doing when you are understanding for the people that you're going to be helping, it makes a world of difference, a world of difference. So if you want to become a life coach, there's some essentials for becoming a life coach. Listen to the replay again. If you're live, the replay will be out there shortly. If you're listening to the replay for the first time, you want to go back and listen to it as many times as you need to. I'm going to go back over right quick before we end. Um, the five things that you need to become um, a life coach, and these are basics. You need to be caring and empathetic. You need to decide on what area of life coaching you want to specialize in. You need to be trained. You need a mentor. And you need to continue to improve your life coaching skills once you develop your life coaching skills if you're entering into it for the first time, if you're um, continue if you're already in life coaching and you got stuck, you didn't get started like you wanted to. Now is the time to improve, refresh your skills that you already have. Go back, revisit them, refresh them, and then now begin to develop new skills—the skills that will inspire you and motivate you to stay on with the profession. Remember, you can use coaching in pretty much in any profession. I know medical doctors that are now using life coaching, so you can use it just about. Pretty much, I say it's probably safe to say in any profession. So, but certainly in any helping profession. So, thank you so much for joining me on this show. Stay connected. We're going to do some more shows uh, for the rest of the week. Um, we're going to be talking to you about the Diamond Coaching Academy. We're going to post information out there, give you the link um, to it. Um, you can go to gingerlondon.com, and once it's ready. Uh, to be launched, you will see it on the home page. So keep that in mind, gingerlondon.com. God bless you. Thank you. Have a wonderful evening. <laughs>